Hello and welcome to ASMR Tirar the Whale. Are you hoping to calm your mind, relax your body, or experience ASMR? Dr. Andrew Michaels is here to help you. We appreciate the support of all of our followers. If you would like to support this podcast directly, please look for our PayPal link in the episode description. Hello, everyone. How are you today? Mm-hmm. Oh, it's so good to see you. I hope you enjoyed everything we've talked about in the last couple of weeks. I hope it's not been too much. I've been trying to talk about things that are very important to me, yet not be one-sided on the issue. Trying to look at it from a central viewpoint. Like, what can we do if you're standing in the middle of a mess to pull people closer to the center, to the island you're standing on. Everybody is swimming in 360 degrees away from each other right now. There is some unified ideas out there. We have a lot of people trying very hard to get the world going in one direction. Now, they're not doing it to subvert your beliefs or change the world in a negative way or corrupt anyone or take over the world. They're doing it to try to save lives and make the world a peaceful and better place. I really believe that. I believe that a lot of the people in charge of a lot of countries out there right now want to bring as much peace and tranquility as they can to the world. Now, that's not a very popular opinion. But I do think a lot of people are tired of all the war and violence and abuse by corporate entities all over the world. And I do think they want to make this world a better place. That doesn't happen overnight. When it happens is when people like you and people like me see what our leaders, see the representation, see the example that our leaders put forth and say, okay, I've actually am seeing a good example of somebody trying to help others and bring a better situation to the world by unifying people, by bringing people together, and by trying 
to limit violence across the globe. And to be quite frank, I've had enough of that myself. I'm tired of it. I'm tired of the constant flow of news that is negative. This person committed a violent act here. This parent killed their children over here. Somebody shot up a mall. They shot up a church. They shot up a school. And, you know, Russia's the biggest land continent, land country in the world. They practically control most of the Asian continent outside of China. And they still don't have enough land. They got to take land from other people that don't want them there. When are we going to learn to just leave people alone? Why is it important to agitate your neighbors? Seriously. I'm going to give you a personal example today of somebody agitating the neighbors in my neighborhood. Mm -hmm. Because I want to be an example. I want to show you that not everything's perfect, no matter who you are. And we've got to learn to get together. We've got to learn to understand the feelings of others. And we've got to be nicer to our neighbors. You know, it's one thing to talk about it. And it's another thing to do it. Okay? And the way it starts is like that little tiny eagle that I talked about last week. You've got that beautiful bald eagle. When I was a child, people my age, we didn't, you know, 50 years and up, you didn't see bald eagles. You never saw them. You saw hawks and um, buzzards and vultures or, you know, occasional pheasants that were released and you know, they got out in the wild. You'd see, you know, turkeys once in a while, very rarely. But, man, you just never saw bald eagles. And then right around the early to mid-1980s, the Endangered Species Act and the you know and then industry wide stopping people from using DDT, and then of course people being educated about don't shoot eagles they don't carry off baby animals and they don't kill human babies they stay away from civilization pretty much. You know, I'll leave them alone. Don't shoot them. They're not a nuisance animal. They're a, you know a national symbol, and. It started to take effect, and there was like three or four mating pairs in Ohio. And people would drive for like hours to see these nested bald eagles. And uh, I don't want to go into this again, but, you know, now we see bald eagles. There's some nesting pairs near Lake Berlin, and I'll see these birds flying or perched somewhere, perched on a telephone pole, or flying around. And they're so majestic and huge and big and grand, and they look so strong, and they're just a beautiful animal. 
and I never get tired of seeing deer and seeing, like I said, pheasants. And I know dirty old turkey buzzards in Ohio are a handsome bird, but I think they're beautiful. I love watching them. They soar on the updrafts of, you know, the, the air, and they're just so beautiful and huge wingspans and majestic animals and they serve a purpose in our environment and where I was going with all this is what changes is not the rules the government set out these rules they didn't restrict hunters from hunting they didn't restrict people from owning firearms and ammunition they didn't restrict people from being recreational and going to parks and enjoying nature. They didn't impinge on the rights of bird watchers or people that help count the animals, things like that. And there's bird watchers that kind of help give people the idea of how much of a population the animals out there. Now they did all, they didn't change any rules They that, that impinged on the rights of anybody. They just said, you know, we're going to raise fines if you do horrible acts and we're to these animals and we're going to stop industry from pouring chemicals out into the environment that are obviously tested to be harming the these creatures and it started to take effect and what changed was society people started getting with the program they started realizing you know what i can live my life i can hunt i can target practice i can go out hiking you know a lot of hikers that i know hikers um people that camp they're not hunters but they have firearms to protect protect themselves and everything you know i don't have to harm these animals around me as long as they're leaving us alone leave them alone and it was like this whole for lack of a better term this Smokey the Bear, you know, don't start forest fires. And then we had this character called uh, some owl kind of character. And uh, it was like, give a hoot, don't pollute, you know. And uh, it was this big owl, and then we had Smokey the Bear. and <clears throat> You started to become conscious of, you know, we want this stuff to be around for future generations. We want our kids and grandkids to see this stuff. Now, that doesn't mean I, I enjoy hitting a deer <laughs> in Ohio at uh, 11 o'clock at night that decided to plow into the front of my car going 60 miles an hour. That's not fun. Totaling your car against a deer is not fun for anyone. And I got news for you. The deer totaled the car. My airbags never went off. It, it hit the engine block manifold above the sensors that would have set off the airbags. So I thought that was just an interesting side bit. But uh, And that deer got up, totaled my Ford um, Escape. Oh, beautiful work car. I was one car payment away from paying it off, and this deer hits me. I just didn't see it. And uh, the poor thing hit me. It got up and it walked away. It died in the woods not far away. We saw where it fell. 
but it got it totaled my car that much damage it still got up and walked away my goodness what an animal and the whole point of this is people have to change i talked about it last time but i want to really zone in on it today think about the name Tara Arruelo. That's the name of this podcast and the name of my YouTube channel. And we do these wonderful videos for relaxation. And, you know, sometimes I try to pass on a little social lesson to help people because I love my audience and I love the people out there. And I want the world to be a tiny bit of better place. Tara Arruelo is an old Portuguese saying that means the way of the slit throat, which is to take no quarter. Taking no quarter means you know, taking no prisoners, no surrender. You, everybody gets slaughtered. Lead the people to the slaughter is to Aranoelo. And what it meant to me was, years ago I had a very close um, Portuguese friend the reason I say Portuguese is it's not Spanish, it's Portuguese. And they were from Colombia. And I used to help people hunt down trolls that were hurting them, you know, or scaring them or frightening them back in the early, around 20 or 2008, 9, and 10. It was like the Wild West on YouTube, and trolling was absolutely horrendous and YouTube really did cut down on it um I had some problems with spammers and trolls myself and it was horrendous and I learned how to discover their identity track them down and stop them and I had helped a few friends out and my friend said oh you are so relentless you never quit you never give up you never stop you're like the Goyalo, you know, you're the destroyer. Well, I wanted to start a channel called The Destroyer for fun. I thought the Goyalo, you know, the ZZ Top album, the Goyalo, and the war cry of the men coming over the wall in uh, the Alamo, the Mexican soldiers supposedly were screaming the Goyalo, you know, and Goyalo, the song is one of my most favorite songs. I just love that. To hear somebody say that, was so striking to me and then I said well the name Duelo back then you couldn't just name your channel anything channel names were taken and then once they were taken no one else could have that channel name on YouTube so I said to my friend I can't use the name Duelo is there another way of saying that and I could use that for a channel name and the friend said Terrar Duelo T.I. R A R A Duelo or Duguelo, whichever we use probably pronounce it, but it's Terrar Terrar Duelo. And I thought, oh my god, it's so beautiful and it's such an interesting name. And I love the the meaning of it. Take no quarter, never surrender, no surrender, no quarter given. I want Teradoelo to mean something more than that now. It's not good enough that you and I 
have a unwritten agreement to never surrender, never give up on life, never give up on ourselves, never surrender to the abuse and violence and anger in the world around us. People that know me know that I care about my audience and I try to pull them out, pull them back from violence in their lives and depression and chronic pain and these things bother me. The, the anxiety I feel sometimes for the pain that is in the world around me wears me down and I feel like sometimes I'm not helping enough. You just are one person. You have to remember that. And you can only help so many people. And I need you all to know that I've failed so many times to save friends and family and help people. But sometimes I get lucky and I can save a life or help a friend or save a family member from something that otherwise would be a horrible situation. But for every time you win, you're going to lose. But the main thing is you can't quit. You can't give up. Because it is possible to make change. It is possible to make a difference. Society can change. We have changed as a society in this country the greatest nation on earth i love my country the united states of america we have done some bad things we've done some horrible things but we've also done some great things and i think we we are a work in progress i think we've gone through every evolution of every country in history, in our short time as a nation, we have done every bit of malfeasance and stupidity that a country can do. But at the same time, we've made great, huge, massive um, efforts to make the world a better place. Even if we're failing and on a moral level, we're corrupt and we're just another bunch of overbloated big mouths and we talk a, we talk the talk but we don't walk the walk we do try we do try and we have helped our neighbors and we have helped our friends and I want to tell you this think about that eagle and it wasn't the rules the rules helped but why did the eagle survive and why is the eagle flourishing now? And why did President George Bush take that animal off the endangered species list? Because it didn't need to be on there anymore. That was a triumph. And it wasn't a political triumph for him. It was a political triumph for us. It was an ounce of good news in a weary world. We just had 9-11... We just had a horrible hurricane in Katrina. 
we had you know all this horrible stuff happen and we were in the midst of two different wars with Iran or Iraq and uh, Afghanistan and so much bad was happening in the world at that time but there was a tiny tiny little bit of success we actually did something right for a change And it gave me hope. I didn't vote for him. I didn't like him. But I thought, he's right. See, you've got to reach out across. And pull people to the center. And say, that time, that man was right. He was showing us we did something we accomplished something so I want to start a new thing where when you think about change when you're walking down the street you go to the store and you're gonna pay for something you pull change out of your pocket when you look at a quarter and there's that eagle that bald eagle on the back of that quarter no quarter doesn't mean take no prisoners, no surrender in a bad way anymore. It means we didn't quit. We didn't give up. I want Teardawelo to mean something different going forward. I want you to look at that quarter and say, you can make change. Change, literal change in your pocket. The eagle. On the back of your quarter. And say to yourself, change is possible. We can make change. Things can change for the better. We can do it. And the way it happens is when you change. When I change. When I reach out across from the center and I pull you back when we look and why do I say the center when you stand in the center of something you can see everything around you but when you're off in a corner one of those 360 degree in a rut you can only see what's in front of you and what's beside you on either side your vision is tunnel vision you're limited you can't see anything but what's right in front of you and it better be exactly what you want because you've got very little choices to the right and left and think about that politically when you're way off in one degree one tangent you better hope you have some option right or left because that's all you have. You're in an extreme position. But when I can pull you back to the center, there's a chance for you to see 360 degrees around you and see that there is problems out there, but there's also a lot of good. And there's a lot of room for growth and education 
and change. That's never going to happen when you're out in the weeds looking right and left going, boy, I don't want to go that way and I don't want to go that way. And there's nothing in front of me but more water out there in the middle of the ocean. You better start swimming. Think about it. So from now on, when you're looking at that quarter, remember, things can change. And it starts with you. A little tiny daily reminder. Now real quick, I want to talk to you about how we need to understand how to be better people. I have this neighbor and every single holiday he has to set off the most powerful fireworks he can find. I swear some of them are flash bombs. And I don't think they're even legal. But I don't want to debate that. And I'm not making an accusation. And I'm not saying who he is. I'm just saying this is an example of why everyone needs to be more understanding in the world. Including me. Now, the rules where I live in Ohio are if your district doesn't restrict it, you can shoot off fireworks on certain holidays, certain weekends around the 4th of July and some other holidays. One of them being Cinco de Mayo, which just happened. Which happened to be on a Friday night. And I had to work overtime and I was not in the mood to work overtime. I was very tired and I was trying to sleep in my chair. And my wife had put the dogs out and then she went and laid down. Friday night, whoop-de-doo, 8 o'clock. I'm sleeping in my chair till 9.30 when I go to work. I work midnights. And my poor little wife is in the back with the dogs watching a, a TV. We are just really partying. Okay, no problem. Right around 9 o'clock, a series of, and I'm not joking, I think, now this is a recollection, I might be wrong, a series of 10 to 15 bright white lights went off in a row, like in a sequence. Boom, 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 boom. Now, I'm doing an ASMR video, so I'm not going to show you how loud they are. But these were bombastic, explosive gunshots. They sounded like gunshots, shotguns going off. And it was in a sequence. Boom, 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 boom. And there must have been 10 or 15 of them. It sounded like gunfire. I had headphones on and was listening to a very nice ASMR video. And I was sleeping. And I was sound asleep. I was very tired. I had worked all week. And I was working overtime. And I was just really tired. I'm not a kid anymore. I gotta get my rest. And this, those explosive flashes lit up my whole house my living room where I was sitting in my chair sleeping in a recliner was like it was lighting up like daylight now there's their they were doing this in their backyard their house my house between and I have a big oak tree in the front so two houses an oak tree my wife was in the back bedroom 
with the blind op- open and the window open because it's in spring in Ohio. It's cool enough. We just have windows open. And <clears throat> it had just turned dark, so she still had the blind open in the bedroom. It lit my backyard up, and it was so loud. She thought somebody was firing a gun in the backyard. It was lighting my backyard up like daylight. I yelled, where are you? What's going on? Where's the dogs? Dogs are spazzing out. I jump up, rip the headphones off, because with the headphones on, it really hurt my head. It When you get a really loud sound, like a dog barking or a fireworks or something like that, it goes right through the headphones. I don't know what that's about. And it really rattled my cage, and I was, like, shocked. I don't jump... And I don't startle easy. This made me jump. I thought somebody was firing a gun off. I stand up. I turn around. I look. It's that guy doing it again. Oh, he has to do this. Every freaking holiday. He has to exercise his rights. Here we go. Mr. America exercising his rights. Every freaking holiday. And he pushes it further and further every holiday to the limit. And he and he does it in an aggressive way like he just did. There was no, you know, pew, 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 pop, pop, pop. No, nobody cares about that stuff. You want to shoot some stuff off for your kids, who cares? This is like explosions. And it was right out of the blue. And there was like, like I said, 10 or 15 of them. Now that's my recollection. I could be wrong. It might have been, might have been eight or ten. It might have been twenty, but I think it was you know between ten and fifteen. It just seemed like a lot because I had time to wake up, yell to my wife, stand up, turn around, and still see them going off. So I don't, you know, it went on for a while, and it was like, what in the hell is wrong with him? So I got control of my faculties and realize what's going on wife's okay everything's okay i go right outside he's setting off some other big crap and i yell hey a-hole i called him an a-hole i said what in the hell's wrong with you uh you gotta do this every holiday you gotta just you gotta antagonize the hell out of everybody he goes hey watch the language i got kids over here I've heard this guy cuss out his kids every day of the week. I've heard him cuss his kids up one side down the other. And they're little kids. I went, I, I'm not going to lie. I yelled back, I don't give a F. What about that? I don't care. You don't care about nobody else but yourself. Don't worry about what I said. Something like that. What I'm saying. Hey, I'm just exercising my rights. And he said something like, uh, hey, watch it. I go, why don't you come over and do something about it? I actually did. I said, why don't you come over here? He yelled, well, where are you at? I'll come over. And then right around then, <laughs> the police pull in. And I'm just yelling off my porch like the, the old crotchety old man in the neighborhood. I've turned into the old man in the neighborhood. The police pull in and blow the lights, you know, like, woo. He comes out. I go in the house, I'm going to let the cops take care of this. Just let it go. The cops lecture him about, you got to stay inside the rules, blah, blah, blah. And they leave. Well, to make a long story short, 
and get to the point of why I'm even telling you this. I didn't antagonize him any further. The police talked to him. I let him know through my freedom of speech, I exercised my rights. See how that works? And he didn't like me, you know, criticizing him, but I have a right to criticize him. He didn't like how I was talking. Well, that's tough crap because I don't like you antagonizing the neighbors. I think he's within the rules, but he's doing it to antagonize his neighbors. The reason I say that is every holiday he does this to the extreme. People find stuff in their yards. People find stuff on the roofs of their homes, these rockets and stuff, and it antagonizes people. They call the police. He's skirting the rules. The police just, you know, they don't do anything. He is actually breaking the rules. I don't want to get into it because there's very specific um, things about the regulations. He's not obeying the rules, but he's skirting it. You know what I mean? I think you know what I mean. Um, And he's pushing it, pushing, pushing. Like, did you really have to set off 10 or 15 of those? Why didn't these white, white, white flashing light flash bombs... Why didn't you just shoot off some stuff for the kids? You know, like some of those... Nobody cares about that stuff. You know, you, they're little blocks and you light them and they shoot little red flares up in the sky or little Roman candles. And kids love that stuff. And his kids are little. I don't want to talk too much about that, but you know, you, there's some safety issues here too because you got little kids. These guys are like, you know, six years old and younger. You want to impress them? sparklers and a couple of sparklers and you light those things up that spin around and the kids freak out and everybody's happy and nobody cares this is big stuff and I live in a Charlie Brown neighborhood where all the homes are close together and the other thing is we're more cognizant now of people's emotions and um, we're also more aware that not everybody's on equal footing out there. I have several neighbors that are older because, you know, we have a neighborhood that's got a lot of young families, but there's also a lot of older families, you know, people whose kids are grown and everything. We have a couple of veterans in the neighborhood and they're very nice. They don't bother anybody. They're peaceful people. They're great guys, but they have some issues. One of them in particular I know has PTSD real bad. And I have a couple neighbors that have animals that have PTSD. My dogs are okay with with this. But I have a neighbor that their dog has severe PTSD and it's really hard on the animal. Um, One holiday we had to go get the dog. The neighbors weren't there and the dog was having a really hard time we had to bring the dog to our house and keep her in our living room for several hours and this is a beautiful dog I don't want to get into details Um, but this animal was terrified and I don't like to see that in people in animals and people have have tried to communicate that you know go ahead and do what you want to do but you know you can tone it down a little bit this fella has decided that it's his right, it's his, uh, 
it's his right. I don't know who gave him the right. God, the United States government, the government in the state of Ohio. And he wants to push it to the limit. <laughs> That's fine. But I see now, and it wasn't me that called the police, and it wasn't my neighbors that called the police. I know who some people who did. It was several people called the police and said, look, you got to talk to this guy. You got to tell him to lighten up. Now, here we have a situation where some people don't agree with him. I was annoyed because here's my problem. I don't care what he does, and I love seeing the kids playing outside, riding bikes up down the street. I don't care. I love it. This is a Charlie Brown neighborhood. We have trick-or-treating and hundreds of kids running through the neighborhood. We have beautiful Christmas houses, displays. Neighbors help each other. Um, I'll, I'll help mow their lawn or plow their drive. If it, Sometimes we have a guy come through to do leaves and I'll tell my neighbor, hey, you know, let me know and I'll pay the guy to do my yard or I got that guy coming to do the leaves or whatever. Do you want me to send him over to your house? And we have such wonderful neighbors. All I get along with all my neighbors, even this guy that I yelled at. But I reached a point where I was angry. And you know what made me mad was you're doing it at this point. The way you're doing it is to antagonize. It's not about your rights anymore. You're doing it to antagonize. Now, the law does not take in consideration everyone's feelings. I understand that. That's not the way they're written. Just because you don't like it doesn't mean somebody can't do it. But it also doesn't mean you have to keep antagonizing your neighbors until they have to get a petition, go to the township, and ask them to modify the rules because of one person can't just be somebody that gets along a little bit. And the thing that I'm trying to get at is, is I try not to do things to antagonize my neighbors that I know maybe that fellow there has, and I'm not saying it's somebody, you know, right next door to me, but I wouldn't want to do something to antagonize an older couple that maybe gets scared. We had a peeping Tom and I helped get rid of the peeping Tom. I helped um, my neighbor by putting some capture cameras up and we uh, limited that guy's access to the neighborhood. He was scaring little old ladies come up to their windows and scare them. Well, we let it out there pretty much that, you know, we're going to catch you if you keep doing it. We've got some cameras hidden in the neighborhood and we're watching. And the problem went away. It was just a kid punking and being silly. But the idea was nobody needs to get hurt. Nobody, there doesn't need to be violence, but you've got to learn. Okay. You had your fun. You pressed everybody's buttons. Now it's time cut it out because people are starting to push back what I'm hoping to get with this story that I'm telling is it's getting to the point where we're going okay you had your fun you scared the living daylights out of some people you upset people that normally don't give a crap what you do me for instance and thank goodness the one guy I know that has pretty good case he was he's a Vietnam vet 
was not in my neighborhood. I found out later. I, I, I checked. I wanted to check up on this person. And we found out a few days later they were not home that night. Thank goodness. And um, I've decided to contact several neighbors and give them a list of the holidays so they know when this is going on. Um, what what legal holidays he can do this so that we can, you know, if you can't handle it, get your animal out of the house or you yourself get out of the house, which is very sad. Now, you have to change your life because this person wants to push it to the limit. And don't say, well, we live in some candy-ass world. You know, the one guy I know that's a vet is not a wimp, and the people who have a dog that has PTSD, this dog would take your arm off. But when you see a dog like that, and the terror in their eyes, and the frustration of somebody that has PTSD, you know, you have to ask the question, is it worth it to hurt people around you like this? And that's what I'm trying to say. That's when you have to start, as a society, we have to change. We have to say, okay, you can do it, but there has to be limits. And it doesn't mean you can't do it. It just means, look, if you want to do this every holiday, why don't you go, instead of everybody in the neighborhood leaving, or everybody in the neighborhood has to modify their uh, schedule for you, how about you go to a campground, you know, out in the country and just blow everything off you want. Blow hundreds of dollars just on stupid fireworks. They'd probably love it. You know, you could, you could get them to, you know, the, I used to go. The, the reason I say that is I used to go camp camping when I was younger. My brother does still. And they go to camping out the campsite you know, with a camper and everything. He's got like a mobile, like a, not a mobile home, but like a, you know, a pool long trailer. And they love that stuff at those campsites. You know, people will get together and this guy will set stuff off and that guy will set stuff off and everybody knows it's going on. And, you know, kids are popping off firecrackers and stuff. And that's why people go there at the holidays. They want to see that stuff. But when you live in a quiet quaint little neighborhood that's not used to that and you know there was a guy i'm not gonna say who but he shot off fireworks for the 20 something years i've been here nobody cared that this guy did it but then doofus moved in and doofus thought i'm gonna i'm gonna show you i'm gonna show you how you really set off fireworks and he just kept it you know amping it up until he's gotten to the point where people are calling the police on him now. And it's like, are you seeing a pattern here? And that's what I'm talking about, change. And people have a right to change. And people have a right to do things within the law to make the world better for everyone. And it doesn't impinge on your rights. It really doesn't. They're just saying, look, you had your fun. Now it's time to be an adult. Okay. When we were kids and we had BB guns, we shot little animals. We shot at birds. And we were little hellions out there trying to, you know, pretend we're G.I. Joe or snipers and shooting BB guns. But when you got a little older, you realized 
you know, don't shoot those animals, don't harm them, cut it out, shoot some pop cans or, you know, get some, find some old bottles out there on the side of the road, line them up on a fence post and shoot them and quit being like a little turkey and just, you know, join the human race and grow up a little bit. And that's not gonna change who you are. You know, you can still have fun and you can still do all the things you want to do. Just quit being such a jerk. <laughs> now, I kind of lost track of where I wanted to go with the story, but I think you see where I'm going. There, there is times when things look bleak and things look like they're just going in the wrong direction. But what you need to do is remember change is possible and sometimes when people push back people stand up for themselves people exercise their rights and say hey you're exercising your rights we're exercising ours you had your fun it's time to give to grow up grow up a little bit we can try to find a compromise and we can work it out I can't tell you how many neighbors contacted me saying, oh, I'm glad you yelled at them, but then other neighbors are saying, um, it frightened me. I'm glad I wasn't home. I have other neighbors saying it frightens me. We were there. We thought it was gunshots. We were scared. I called the police. They were frightened. And these people were terrified. There's a lot of violence out there in the world right now. And then you do something that um, simulates that kind of violence in a neighborhood and scares people at 9 o'clock at night. And you think it's funny and you're just exercising your rights. Come on. There's other ways to do it. with, And there's ways to do it where you're not antagonizing everyone. You know, and there are rules. Now here's the thing. Inside the rules... He's violating them. Nobody's made a big deal. Nobody's made a big stink. But people are starting to come. The walls are starting to push in. And that's what I think makes America great. There are ways to find balance. Pull people back to the center. Maybe somebody can reach out and dialogue with this fellow. And say, okay, you made your point. You got everybody's attention. Everybody thinks you're the baddest of the bad. You're the coolest guy in the whole neighborhood. And you're the greatest, toughest guy in the whole world. You've proved it. Now, let's pull back a little bit and be a good neighbor. And I'm hoping that the story evolves because we had the Cinco de Mayo. Now we have Memorial Day coming up. And... Maybe somebody might film towards their house and show that film of what was going on there. So somebody might want to tone it down a little bit. And that being said, I think I'll leave it there. I hope you guys are excited that we might have more to this story. And we might have some more exciting change coming up 
in my life and yours. I hope you're out there making a difference in the world, just like I plan on making a change and making a difference in the world by helping everyone be the best they can be. Okay? So, stop right there. Have a wonderful week. And we'll see you soon. I love you guys. I really do. Be part of the change. Bring hope and change to the world. It starts with you and me saying, we can do this. And don't forget it, because you know it is possible. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us for ASMR Tirar de Huello. Please take a moment to share, rate, and review this podcast. It really does help. If you are interested in additional ASMR content, you may view our library of videos at youtube.com slash The theme song, Atlantis, is by Jason Shaw of Audionautics.com and is used by permission. Correspondence, including questions or requests, may be sent to tirardehuello at gmail.com. On behalf of Dr. Andrew Michaels, thank you.